You're listening to the Chancellor Pink Podcast on Chancellor Pink Radio. I think one of the most common dilemmas that every human being faces at some point in their life uh, is frustration with the romantic process, with love, with the interaction of a man and a woman and the finding of happiness. Um, and this is true even after you find a relationship or you're married. There are bumps in the road. There are rough patches. And I had a thought today that I wanted to share about why that is. And I think that first we have to establish as fact, as reality, that it is a natural impulse and need in all of us to be loved and to give love. And I don't mean to people. I don't mean to children and to animals. Because sure, I'm talking about romantic love. It is a natural impulse in all of us that we either, uh, some of us stronger than others, uh, we either learn to suppress, uh, we hide from, we reject because it's painful, or we pursue and discover how painful. But <laughs> the need, the impulse to, uh, to fall in love, to have love, to find romance, to be sexual with another person, to be intimate, to kiss, to hold, to cuddle, walk together. These are very natural, real impulses in all of us. So we have to start with the proposition that the need for love and romance is a reality. There's nothing you can do about it. It doesn't matter how determined you are to be independent. It doesn't matter how determined you are to shield your heart end of the day, if you don't find love and romance or romance and love or at least some sexuality and sexual connection, some form of intimacy, you'll be lacking and you'll feel it. And there's really no way to overcome it other than by engaging in it. So once we realize that, then what's the next question? Well, why is it so hard? Why is it so painful? And I think um, there are a lot of theories. You know, there's one person just for you. You have to go find them. Find that person. And you'll find true happiness. Synchronicity. Fate. There's also the theory that it's a numbers game. And you just need to see as many people as possible and get yourself out there and get yourself in the game and um, go on dates and give it a shot. <laughs> give it your best try. Uh, and eventually you'll meet the right one. There are also theories that it's all about the way you look. You better work out, take care of your body. It's how you look naked. It's how you perform sexually when given the chance in the modern world. Back in the day, you didn't find that out till people were oftentimes married. 
Now you find that out early on. You screen people and you move on if they don't satisfy you. It's it's an important factor, especially for women, in um, settling on a romantic partner. Um, there are lots of theories, like I said, about why it doesn't work, how it doesn't work, ways it doesn't work. It's compatibility. It's money. It's the sex. It's... Timing. We fall in love with people in power positions at work. We fall in love with brother-in-laws and relatives. We fall in love with um, just all kinds of wrong people. Given the settings and situations that we meet them in in our lives. Married people, etc. So it doesn't work because of that. Um, but here, here's what I think. And it's the thought I had today that I wanted to share. A, we're all going to go there. A, we all need it. B, if we want it to work, there's one extremely important principle that we have to accept. And it's not a pleasant one, but it is real. I've come to conclude that it is real. And it's the primary reason it doesn't work when we don't Accept this principle. What is the principle? That there are rule, rules. I can't even say it. It's so difficult and challenging for me to accept as reality. It's why I've had so many bumps in my road uh, throughout my life about romance. I don't like to accept the fact that there are rules that we have to abide by in the ways of romance. And if we don't accept the reality and abide by the rules, we're fucked. And we're not fucked. What do I mean by rules? Well, I mean that love isn't just what you feel. Remember that line from the Radiohead song? There, there. Just because you feel it doesn't mean it's there, right? One of the best lines written in, um, in songs of love. Under, un, under-heralded. Um, Tom York's a little bit of a vague lyricist for my liking. He's not bad by any stretch, but I, don't, I wouldn't consider him an overall profound lyricist. But that's a good one. That's a good one. Very, very prescient, very much important for us all to keep in mind. Just because you feel it doesn't mean it's there. Another way of saying that is there are rules that you have to fit within before it is there. Feelings aren't enough. Impulse, passion, you're setting your mind to it, making love happen, making people love me. There's another great line from the movie Birdman spoken by Michael Keaton playing a character from a uh, Raymond Carver uh, play or book that was converted to this play that he's acting in in the movie. He bursts in on his lover in bed with another man, Naomi Watson, Edward Norton. But they're playing characters. They're on stage in front of an audience. He bursts in with a gun and he says, what's wrong with me? Why do I always have to beg people to love me? And 
the answer that's hard to accept for him in the movie as he shoots himself that character in the head. <laughs> so obviously couldn't accept the answer. Um, and the answer for us all is because you didn't play by the rules. You gots to play by the rules of love. If you try to just make love happen, you'll end up begging for someone to love you. Because it won't happen. And you'll feel it, but it won't be there. Because just because you feel it doesn't mean it's there. So, look. What are the rules would be your next question. Okay. The rules are these, in no particular order. You have to play the game. Now, now does it make sense? Because we've all heard that. We all know what it means to play the game of love. Those are the rules I'm talking about. But let's flesh them out a little bit. Okay. Um, you can't chase after women. You have to wait. You have to be patient after things work for a bit and, and allow some time to pass. You have to express uh, feelings uh, in person. You have to be fun. You have to be lighthearted as a man, especially. You have to make it about uh, joy and laughter. Don't be a clown. Don't be goofy. But you have to show yourself as being confident and fun. You have to hide your love away, as John Lennon sang. Uh, That's one of the rules. You have to hide your love away. Until it's time. And when will it be time? If you're the man, it's always only time if she's shown her love first. It is never, ever the time for a man to love a woman unless she has expressed love first. Because women are, by their nature, more content to chase than to be chased. The wooing of women doesn't work. Loving women before they've loved you, is a death knell. Unless you don't tell them. Unless you don't tell them. If you keep it to yourself, but make moves on them. Ask them out by all means. Go on dates by all means. Have fun with them. Show them your personality, your ingenuity, your wisdom. Be the best you can be with somebody. But don't tell them how excited you are to be doing that with them. Until they tell you first. And I know, I know what you're saying. What kind of rule is that? Hiding your feelings. But that's my point. You've got to hide your love away. You don't share what you feel. Just because you feel it doesn't mean it's there. These are the rules. And John Lennon and Tom York wrote them, damn it. (laughs) Can't you live by them? Additionally, there are other rules. Just, you know, streamlining here. Spitballing, as they say. There are rules about age differential. Now, you can be with, if you're an older woman, you can be with a younger man. And that can happen regardless, period, what you look like, nothing. There are a lot of younger men that like big breasts. You can be an overweight woman who's older, who doesn't have any money, but the guy just, you know, has a mama fixation and breast fixation. It'll work. He could be deeply in love with you and he could stick with you. But the question is, you know, how do you make it if you're looking for something long lasting and when you're older, you usually are. I think most people really are secretly. They just are playing through the rubble till they find their 
cherished diamond. And the problem is most of us are the rubble for someone else who's our diamond. Or we are looking for a diamond and we have someone who loves us who's just some rubble. And that's the reality of the life, but the, of the life in love, the life in looking for a lover. But in terms of the age differential, um, a lot more younger people are playing the older people as rubble. And the older people are legitimately looking for that diamond. But the older people get slammed as being predators, especially if they're men, of using the dainty flower of a woman for her body and her physicality. When the reality is um, the man is being used more in that situation, and so is the woman. The older people are always being used more because nine times out of ten, the younger person doesn't have a fucking pot to piss in excuse my French, they don't have any money. They haven't, you know, gotten started in the world. And if they have, they're, they're floundering, they're ex-addicts, they're, uh, you know, they have a criminal past, they're um, uneducated or struggling to get their education, to finish their education. They're, they're, they have tremendous ambition and aspirations, but no ability to make it happen on their own. So they're using the older person. That happens most of the time. The older person... Sure, they may be using, in quotes, the body, the younger physique, the younger appearance of the younger person. But that person that's older that's doing that nine times out of ten is, is, is enchanted, smitten um, with the younger person. But there are rules. And what are the rules? The rules are if you want that to work and if you're looking for happiness and love with an age differential, you have to be a certain type of older person for those younger people. And if you aren't, it won't last, period. That's a rule. What do you have to be? If you're a woman and you're thin and older, you don't have to be much of anything other than codependent, giving. If you are giving and you are somebody who wants to save someone else and you're not happy in your life unless you are not, you know, the codependency, the true definition is the giving person is enabling the continuation of the addiction or problem of the other person because, you know, they're constantly, the, the giving person has this need to be a savior and this need to help. And yet, so they 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 rescue someone who, who will constantly fall into problems so that they can be saved by the other person and it's a cycle. Now, to call everything that happens like that codependency is beyond cynical, and I despise, despise people who do that. Anyone who calls need dependency or codependency, anyone who slanders people who are open with their needs uh, as being needy, uh, for, as far as I'm concerned, they should be ruled out of the game of love. There are rules, and I, to me, you violate those rules if you call someone needy, ever. Okay, unless they're literally at your door crying, I need you, I need you, please. And they're a stalker. Glenn Close, Fatal Attraction, she was needy. I accept that. But 98% of the people that are called needy and all that, it's just bullshit. It's a label and it's a, it's a nasty thing that people say. We're all needy. We all need love. And we are all codependent in the sense that we need people in our lives and yet we also need to give. But the true codependency is, is an addictive cycle. 
where one person is a fucked up mess and they like someone who's constantly willing to bail them out of their disasters. And I'm not saying that an older woman and a younger man is always like that. I'm not saying that. I'm not going that far, but it's kind of close. I think that most older women that are with younger men choose younger men that are kind of lost and they never quite get found. And if they do, they find themselves with someone closer to their own age. And I think that the women that are, if it's going to work, you have to be giving, you have to be, have a savior complex, but you also have to be strong and let them know that you're not a pushover and that you won't be used all the time. You have to get that guy up on his own two feet too. And take the chance that once he's there, he'll still want you, the older woman, which is risky, right? Because one of the big attractions of you, especially if you're an overweight older woman, is the fact that you are giving, nurturing, and supportive. And that's why that's a part of the reason he's with you. And if he does get back up on his own two feet, you know, if you don't have something else in the game beyond just helping him, he may walk on. But it's the most important thing is to be nurturing, giving, and sacrificing. As an older man with a younger woman, uh, there are two things and only two things that matter if you want it to last and work. And again, the way you make it last and work is to have the woman love you first. Say she loves you first and mean it and she, she has to be the one who's dumped. If there's ever going to be an end to the relationship, you as the man have to be the dumper. She must be the dumpy. If you have given up the power as the older man, you have lost her already. It's done. It's finished. So the, thing, the things you have to have to make it work is A, don't give up the power. Make her love you first. But then the other two things, one or the other, pick one. You have to have money. You have to have a lot of money to hold on to a younger woman. And it can't be debt and it can't be temporary. It has to be continual flow of money because they will find the highest bidder if that's what they're into. And they will stay with them. They will stay. They will choose the older man. They probably have a daddy complex. They probably want an older man, but they're not just going to take any older man. They're going to take either A, the one with money, who has real money, and who has the ability to show the woman the money a lot. Or, or, B, the older man who doesn't look older, who works out at the gym all the time, who goes running, who, you know, <laughs> engages in marathons and triathlons, and who works out regularly, lifting weights, who, who looks better in his 50s than every, he ever even did in his 20s. If you have that going for you as an older man, you can get a younger woman and keep her and keep her because you'll have other things going for you. Of course, right? Age brings wisdom and experience and much more calm and certainty and the ability to be uh, decisive. And women love all of that. But the rules say that if you're older as a woman, you have to be nurturing and giving, but also tough. And if you're older as a man, you have to either be extremely wealthy or very fit. Otherwise, those relationships will not 
last. They may work for a short period of time. They even may, may work for two or three years, but they're not going to last for an extended period of time. And certainly if you're older, they're not going to last until you die. So that's, that's another set of rules. Now let's talk just about rules in terms of, uh, uh, you know, who, how often you say you love someone. Again, as I said before, the rule is the woman has to say it first. And I really believe this. I've read this. I read this years ago by an online uh, Dear Abby type of male love guru called Doc Love. He was on men.com, a site that in the early days was pretty big on MSN. Um, And the question was, you know, how many times should I tell my woman I love her if I love her? And he said, never do it more than one time to every two to three times that she tells you. Now, that sounds ridiculous. But I'm telling you, it's a real rule. Because the fact of the matter is, For whatever reason, even if you're in a relationship, if you tell a woman you love her, what she wasn't thinking that about you, she might have been looking for it from you. She might even ask you for it. But if you go ahead and volunteer that, she could very well disappear on you for the day, for several hours. She'll just be gone out of the picture. Because she has you wrapped around her finger now. She knows it. She didn't say she loved you. You went on and on with a poem or a song or a serenade. And women's natural reaction to that isn't to go, I love you too. Come on, let's skip through the forest together. Let's smell flowers. Let's spend the day together. They have to ask for that. If you want to spend the day skipping through daisies with your lady, make sure that's her request, not yours. <laughs> that's a rule. No, that's a real rule. Trust me. You have to hold back on saying you love at least two to one ratio. They have to say it more. And because once you lay it on when they weren't asking for it or looking for it or they were asking for it, but they weren't giving it. You will lose them for a brief period of time, maybe for a long period of time. It's amazing how even in a relationship, laying love on a woman when she wasn't quite ready for it or wanted to just get it and not give, it's a deadly thing to the relationship for a short period of time, maybe forever. It's amazing how it puts lots a bucket full of water on a match. It's like dumping a, you know, a trough full of water. On one little match. It really is. Um, Other rules are. Don't spend that much money. On a woman. Even if you're rich. Um, Good example. If you have enough money. To fly her to the Greek islands. And hop from island to island. Don't do that just yet. Take her her to Mexico. (laughs) Take her to some. You know little getaway. A quaint little place. That you discovered in. You know California. Or even um, somewhere on an island off the, f- the coast of Florida. Uh, do not lavish top dollar for an exotic vacation or romantic experience with a woman who doesn't need that yet. Because once you start to overindulge 
and spoiling a woman. Um, you will have to keep indulging her at that level, or even if you don't, they will uh, lose respect for you the more you indulge even. Um, there's a level of um, complacency that comes to a woman in a romantic relationship if her needs are met too easily. There's a level of she just begins to take you for granted. And so the rules say uh, you need to have money often to do little things, but it's more, you know how women say it's the, it's the little things that matter. It's the expressions of caring. Just make a gift or write a poem or, you know. But you know what? That's not really true because the things they really like are, do cost money. And the more you spend, they do like you. But you have to hold back. You have to hold back on that because once you begin to spring a leak, that dam's going to blow. Because <laughs> that woman's going to have no, not hold back herself. I mean, I'm sorry, but... 7.899% of women just love to shop and love to spend maybe even 9.99. I don't know. A lot of, most women, okay? It's, uh, if you found a woman who doesn't really care for shopping much, you probably either found a lesbian or a very cool woman. And I would hold on to her. <laughs> even if she's a lesbian. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's the only way any of us can be happy is to just date lesbians. But at the end of the day, you have to be careful. Yeah, just have to be careful. It's a rule. It's a rule. You have to be careful about being too generous because um, they begin to take it for granted. And at the end of the day, uh, you don't need to do all these lavish things to keep a woman's heart. I remember when I first met my wife back in the day, uh, she was very into me. The reason it worked for as many years as it did between us is because of it met all the rules. We were the same age. I had a lot going for me. She didn't really have much going for her. She was uh, working as a waitress uh, out of the military and on and on. Anyway, point is, I was at a level above her. She was very happy to have me. I looked good. That's important. Got to take care of yourself. Women do care about that. And um, I wasn't, I, I had just fallen out of love with a woman who I really wanted. And so... When I met my wife-to-be, I was enchanted and I was happy. I liked her, but I had no interest really in falling in love with her. I was just kind of finally at 22 for the first time in my life willing to play the field, date a little bit, <clears throat> keep my options open. I was just getting ready to start law school. You know, <clears throat> I knew that I had a lot uh, in my future that looked bright and... So I was keeping my options open, but she had decided, wow, I met somebody that would really be exciting to land. And she told me years later after our divorce, she would wait by the phone and hope that I would call her. She was living with her grandparents. And if I would call and wanted to see her that weekend, we would see each other. And if I didn't, we wouldn't. But she would literally pray that I would call to see me. And I never even realized I had that much power. But one thing I did realize is if I just got thoughtful for a moment and sent her a card or complimented her hair or her earrings, said anything, it's like she gushed 
Wow, you're so nice. You're so generous. Thank you. That's so wonderful that you said that. Proving the rule that when a woman's into you, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. And if you're a generous giving guy anyway, um, you're going to do things for her. You're going to take care of her. You know, you're not going to treat her like garbage if you're interested even a, you know, a decent amount. You're, you're going to buy her her dinner when you go out together, you know. Um, you're going to pick her up. You're going to spend the gas money on her. You're going to buy her ticket if you go somewhere. These are just things that are still natural in the male-female dating world, I believe. So if you like someone, you're going to do that. And she will appreciate it all very much, even if it's a relatively cheap or affordable date. You don't have to take her to the fanciest restaurant, you know, or spend any lavish amount of money on her. And if a holiday comes up and you're just kind of casually dating, you don't need to buy her two dozen roses or whatever. You can buy her just a bouquet of mixed flowers, cheaper than roses, and she'll be very appreciative. It's the thought that counts. Pick something pretty. And, and above all, again, hold back. When you start to feel the tidal wave of love overcome you, because here's another rule. Women might tell you they love you first, and they might say they love you many times. But if it's early in the game, and again, remember, it's a game, and there are rules. If it's early in the game, still, and you're a man, and you didn't really feel that much for the first couple months, and she was telling you she loved you and you weren't saying it back or you were saying it that I care about you or something like that because you didn't really feel it and you just weren't really wanting to mislead her. But then after a couple months, something happens and you just fall for her and you just feel it and it's overwhelming. Guess what you can't do? Start telling her that because she could be telling you she loves you for six weeks, two months, three months. But when a man feels it, it's something different. When men say, I love you, and they feel it for a woman, it is extremely passionate. It can be frightening. It can be overwhelming. And if you share it with a woman, you risk. If you share it with her too strongly, you risk chasing her away and you have to realize, too, that women say, I love you, and it's just infatuation. When men finally feel it and say it, it's real, and they know it, and they're decisive. That's why women like men. One of the traits of the gender of a male being is they, are, they tend to be more decisive than women. It's just a reality. It's another rule. Look it up. <laughs> so if you've decided that you've loved this woman and it hits you, you've got to keep that on the hush hush you can't uh, overdo expressing that because it will chase them away and they will tell you i've had women do this to me in the past you say wait a minute you you told me you love me you said you love me oh they'll say i was just infatuated or oh you know i was just giddy it's just you know a thing you say and suddenly they're backtracking and pulling out on you when you finally thought, okay, I give in, they win, I love them. And as soon as they win, they say, love, what, huh, who, me, what are you talking about?
That's a rule. <laughs> it's a rule. It's the way women play the game. And as a man, you've got to be careful. Even if they're throwing on the love, you've got to be careful about saying it back. That doesn't mean you don't show it. I'm not saying act cool. I'm not saying ignore them. I'm not saying blow them off. Look, a woman can ignore your text or your email or your phone call for a day or two. But when they call you back, you don't make them wait. You pick it up. You respond. You know, they, they appreciate that you're there when they respond. But that doesn't mean you're overeager and it doesn't mean you lay it on thick. You keep it fun, you keep it light, and you get together with them. You don't go back and forth with chatty stuff. That's what girls do. That's what gay men do with women. You don't act like a gay man or a friend because that's what you end up being treated as, a gay male friend. If you want to be their lover and if you want to be the man in their life, you don't go chatty back and forth. You get in person with them and you do something with them. Keep it light. Keep it fun. Get them around you physically. And if you want to kiss them at the end and you're not sure if it's right, ask them. If, you, if it's time you think to maybe make out or go into a bedroom, ask them if they want to. Ask people. Be open about it. It's not some secret or some mystery. Women are, if they're interested, they'll say, yes, I'd like to. Yes, that's fine. And if they're not, they'll say, can we wait a little bit? Or I don't know. Or no, I think I just want to go home. And then you have your answer. And then it's not so hurtful or, or embarrassing or upsetting if you ask a woman and they tell you an answer that's not what you were hoping for, just ask them. It's a nice, polite thing to do. Then you won't be accused of anything. You won't have Me Too police officers at your door, Me Tooing you up the ass with all the Me Too bullshit. You'll just be being a man who thought it was time to make a move and you asked. And when they told you no, you accepted that answer. And I think you'll find if you do that, even sometimes when they say no, they'll turn around and jump your bones. And start making out with you. They like a man who asks and accepts no and moves on politely. They like that. That's attractive to them. It makes them horny. It makes them feel comfortable. They feel safe. And they are attracted more to you. So that's another rule. Um, that one's just kind of a free, no charge kind of throw in there. <laughs> how to make the move and when to make it and how things work in person with women. Ask them. Ask them and accept the answer politely. And with no uh, obvious uh, disappointment. Or if you're disappointed, you can just politely sulk a little bit and, and be sweet about it. And they may go, oh, why is this sad face? And just jump your bones, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, again, uh, it's okay to be passive like that when it comes to the intimacy, the physicality. But uh, and, and you definitely want to be passive when it comes to the expressions of love. But don't be passive in terms of getting together with them and going out with them and doing things with them. And I don't mean in a group of friends all the time. I mean one-on-one. -on -one. You know, ask them out. Do ask, say, I'd like to go do this. I want to come with, I would like you to go with me. You know, I have this wedding I'm going to, or I have a concert I want to go see. Would you like to go with me? I, you know, I was going to go to get a bite to eat tonight. You want to come? I'd like to see you tonight. Can we get together? Whatever. There are casual, nice ways you can throw out the question to a woman to get in her presence and then just talk and be honest and be open and don't talk about other women. Another rule, don't talk about other women. Do not talk about past relationships, past experiences, because they will remember it all. And it's not impressive to them. 
Okay, as a divorcee, I can tell you it's a challenge to get past your ex-wife. Even 20 years later, they want to know all about the ex-wife. They want to know about why it ended. They want to know what you did wrong to end your marriage. They want to know what you're hiding. 20 years later. (laughs) So, you know, the bottom line is don't talk about it as much as possible. Try to summarize it in a generic statement. If they don't let you get away with that, Try again and then change the subject. If they don't let, let you get away with that, that's a woman with an, an axe to grind. Get rid of her. Don't go out with her anymore. If it's some woman that you know, insists on making you talk about why you're divorced or why you're single, she hates men. That's a misandrist. Get the hell away from her. You know, Nobody needs to be grilled about why they're single or why they're divorced. It happens. It happens to women. It happens to men. It's nobody's fault. Sure, sure, most of the time it's somebody's fault. But the point is that probably you did it to someone else. Someone hurt you, you hurt someone else. It goes around, it's a cycle. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's Mr. or Mrs. Loyalty, Fidelity, and Perfection. It's a lie. And anyone who thinks they are, you don't want to be with them either because they're not an honest person. They're a bullshit artist, to themselves even, perhaps. So don't, don't talk about other relationships with people. Let the woman talk about them. Women like to talk about past relationships. They do. And they like men who listen very much. But try to keep it light. Try to be compassionate, be empathetic. Don't laugh or make jokes. But try to keep it light and steer it away from the deep stuff. But, um, you know, let, it's okay if they're talking about past relationships. However, however... That's another rule. If they spend too much time talking about a man who's not really that far in their past, that's a real red flag that that person's still in their life or they wish that he was. In which case, you're wasting your time with that woman because until she really is happy to be done with somebody, um, you're not going to get anywhere with her. She really has to have in some way in her own heart and her own mind moved on. And if she's still talking about a guy that's in her very recent past, then she hasn't moved on. She could talk a little bit about it, cause, but you want to see her dismiss it and move on from the talking more about it. You don't want to have to be the one to say, um, so what are you doing now? Can we, can we move, the, change the subject? Can we talk about currently? What are you up to? You don't want, you don't want to have it so that you're steering her back to, hello, I'm, I'm sitting at the table with you now. This, this other guy isn't with us. Hi. Can, are we? Are you with me again? Hi. You know, you don't want to have to do that. So um, those are rules as well. But the, the number one rule that I wanted to get across from this podcast, it's the most important rule of male and female romantic sexual interactions. It is to recognize and accept that there are rules and that just because you feel it is not going to make the love happen. You can't beg someone to love you. You can't, by osmosis or prayer or God's will or the power of aura or aura or energy or essence or fate or karma, you can't make love happen. You know, synchronicity isn't going to happen if you will it to happen. It happens. Synchronicity is one of those things where it's like, wow, there you are. I just didn't notice that. And two people are both kind of like surprised that they see each other again or they're in that place together and they just sort of go with it. And it's a natural, charming flow. Nobody's forcing it. 
It's not, I want to see this person again, so I will go stand in that place where we met. And then look, it's fate. There they are. <laughs> I will drive around their house over and over again. They came out the door. Look, when I drove around, they saw me. That's fate. That's not fate. That's stalking. You know, that's, that's, you could go to jail for that shit. So look, it's, it's about, it's not, a, you can't will love to happen. There are rules and the rules make it cold and distant and you have to hold back on what you feel and you have to be careful and you have to allow the woman to feel more first and you have to have self-discipline as a man in particular and you have to be reticent in sharing your feelings because you can be a very passionate person about how you feel about art or music or movies or food or sports Although be careful with that because some women really roll their eyes at men who love sports too much. But others don't. Others, there's lots of crazy sports fan women out there too. But you can be very passionate about your children. Oh, please, for God's sake, be passionate about your pet. Have two or three dogs and love the shit out of them. Women love that. Or have a cat or three or five. In fact, work at the Humane Society, something like that. It really does work. Be, be as passionate as you want to be about everything else. But... Women in your past, don't be passionate about that at all. Don't even bring it up. And when they bring it up, dismiss it as lightly as you can. As water under the bridge, the past, things happen. We just got, it just got old. We fell out of love. However you need to describe it and move past it. And don't be overly passionate about her, that woman, especially if you want to. Once you start really, really wanting to lay on the love and passion to that woman because your heart tells you you should, that's exactly when you shouldn't. I'm not saying don't listen to your heart. I'm saying control your heart. You're a human being. That means you have a brain. That means you have the ability to not show what you feel to not always put your cards on the table. You have the brain to show discipline, to restrain yourself in all ways in order to do the smart play, the right thing. And I am telling you that when it comes to men and women, there are rules, there are do's and don'ts, there are right things, and you'll feel them and they'll come to you easier if A, you accept that fact, that you have to, to restrain yourself and play by rules and it is a game. And then B, you realize that the number one rule is to have self-discipline, restrain yourself, don't share your feelings as much as you want to. Especially if you're a passionate, loving man. Especially if you're an open, conversational man, a generous man. Because then what you're going to want to do is kind of chase her the fuck away. For sure, for sure. Even if she loves you, even if she thought she had decided that you were the one, if you decided back and lay on thick your feelings as a man, she'll get second thoughts and she may get final thoughts to turn around and run. So please, please understand that love is a beautiful thing when we all need it, but we also need to see it as 
not so much a business deal. I'm not trying to take the passion out of it. I'm just saying you have to be cautious and careful and realize that even when making art, there are rules. When you paint, you have to use a certain type of paint on a certain canvas, and there are certain brushes that make it work and don't work, and there are ways you mix the paint to make it look the better. There are rules to song writing. There are rules to song structure to make the song work, changes, parts. There are words to, uh, there are rules to engineering a song, recording it. You have to know something about machinery and, and sound and you have to use the right equipment and you have to know how to calibrate it and you have to know how to mix and to, uh, to, um, to master songs to make them sound good. There are rules. You can't just be an artist and just fart out your art and it's brilliant and it's beautiful. There are rules and, you know, uh, you can learn them sometimes very fast. Some very bright uh, geniuses can learn piano and be, you know, just amazing geniuses of the piano. And some men are born to just understand women and how to play them and be a Lothario. Uh, but the vast majority of us aren't. And we have to recognize that fact and realize that if we just go with what we feel and what we want it's not going to go well because at the end of the day you do have to be willing uh, to play within a framework and to share things only so far and only so much and um, and allow the woman to be the one that chooses first and makes the move first and feels the deepest and expresses it more often that's the most important rule is to recognize that as reality because it is. I love you very much and I hope that you take uh, this podcast to heart. I'm going to do the same. I think I'm going to play it back and listen to it, try to memorize it. And even after all these years, I'm not sure how well I'm, I am at playing by the rules. I'm going to try to get better. Hey, we, all we can do is try to get better, right? Do the best we can each day. I hope you find the woman of your dreams, the man of your dreams, the lover of your dreams. I hope it works out for you. And it won't unless you play by the rules. I love you. Yabba da boop bop.